Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Olivier Maris. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I'm going to start today's episode by giving you an overview of what has happened in the markets. In a bitter race, Liz Truss has won the Conservative Party leadership election and will become the next Prime Minister in the UK. It is no honeymoon for the next Prime Minister in Downing Street, however, as she inherits a number of challenges with the UK facing surging inflation, a potential recession and a record squeeze on living standards spurred by soaring energy prices. On her first day, she has already drafted a plan to tackle the third challenge as she plans to fix annual electricity and gas bills for a typical UK household at or below the current level of £1,971. The policy could cost the government as much as £130 billion over the next 18 months. Now, while stocks in Europe were down overall, with Eurostox 50 ending the day at minus 1.5%, investors reacted positively to the new election, with the FTSE 100 closing up 9 basis points. Markets were closed in the US. Now, other major news came from the energy sector, with OPEC Plus members agreeing yesterday to cut 100,000 barrels a day in October. This sent Brent oil prices slightly higher, now trading at around 95 US dollars. Moreover, following Russia's decision to shut down its Nord Stream gas pipeline to Germany late Friday evening, gas prices surged in Europe yesterday, gaining some 35%. And sticking to commodities, gold has slightly rebounded off the 1,700 US dollars announced support level now trading at around 1,715. In digital assets, Bitcoin is trading flat for close to two weeks now, trying to retake the 20,000 US dollar level. Now, briefly looking at currencies, a dollar gauge retreated with British pounds and commodity-linked currencies leaning gains. The euro also found some relief after earlier hitting a two-decade low on Europe's energy issues. China set its reference rate for the one weaker than the 6.9 per dollar for the first time in two years, setting the stage for further depreciation in the currency. With that, what can we expect for the day ahead? The stock futures market in Europe point to lower open, whilst US futures point to gains. In Asia, shares are mixed with the CSI 300 up, the Hang Seng down, and the Nikkei flat. It's a light day in terms of data, with German factory orders and Dutch inflation due. That's all for the market wrap. I'll now hand over to Norbert Rucker, Head of Macro and Next Generation Research, for an update on the energy market. Over to you, Norbert. Thanks. Well, the, uh, if you look at the European energy situation, there's really no shortage of news. So it has been quite an event what happened over the weekend when Russia decided basically to keep the key pipeline linking uh, Russian gas supplies with European demand uh, shut indefinitely. The reaction was initially quite harsh uh, on the market. But throughout the day, then prices cooled uh, again a bit, but remained plus in the double digits. So does this really change fundamentally the situation for Europe? We do not think so, because one of the big surprises over the past weeks and past months, basically throughout summer has been how well Europe can cope without any Russian gas coming. Because remember, this pipeline, the Nord Stream pipeline had been shut down uh, for quite some time already over the past month. Um, so basically, the important element is that if you look at Russian flows into Europe, there's very little seasonality. So basically, Russia is delivering as much gas throughout summer as it is throughout winter. Um, looking ahead, with these very high prices, uh, we see that lots of the emerging market demand basically has disappeared for the global LNG market, liquefied natural gas market. 
Thus, we're very confident looking forward, Europe will attract even more uh, liquefied natural gas imports and should be able to really compensate even a full and lasting disruption of Russian supplies. Thus, the overall setting remains unchanged that we believe that it needs a really a combination of ifs, a strong cold winter, uh, additional outages, suddenly strong Asian uh, buying on the natural gas market to really create a situation where Europe is at risk of running down or low on natural gas storage. So with this in mind, we still believe that we look at the European energy crisis and how markets react to that. That is a crisis that really driven by extreme uncertainty, by very much fears, if not slightly panic, and that the actual fundamental energy risks are somewhat overpriced in Europe. So looking ahead, and this is a more medium, longer term outlook in the coming months, uh, the coming year, we stick to the view that these prices should in fact uh, start to ease and reverse some of the trades that we currently see. That's it from Energy Market. Thanks. Thank you very much, Norbert. Now over to David Meyer, senior economist, for more details on what the newly appointed UK Prime Minister means for the country's politics and the British man. Uh, yes, good morning. So uh, yesterday, Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, as expected, uh, was announced as the new Conservative Party leader and will replace Boris Johnson's Prime Minister. The vote had been narrower than expected, so Truss uh, won 27 percent of the votes um, versus the former Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak. Anyways, uh, the question for markets now arises um, whether a Conservative government under trust, uh, who is nicknamed the Iron Lady 2.0, uh, will offer some drive uh, to the pound sterling, which has been uh, rather sluggish uh, over the past weeks. We could say uh, yes, you know, the prospects that corporate tax hikes uh, planned for April 2023, this hike from 19 to 25%, uh, will be called off. Um, this brightens the perspective, you know, for foreign direct investment inflows uh, going forward. But kind of in the closer future, uh, we continue to believe uh, that the current economic backdrop of uh, quite a, a stark stagflation in the UK uh, provides somewhat a more dominant driver, or better said, a, a headwind for the pound. And this all the more, uh, as Truss probably has not presented um, in her campaigning uh, a, convinci a really convincing plan of how to overcome this uh, cost of living crisis. I mean, as opposed to her opponent, Sunok, um, Truss does not plan you know, to expand direct support to troubled households. Uh, she does not plan to temporarily cut uh, VVAT on energy bills to cushion the impact. And she seems to rely more on things like scrapping the green levy on energy bills and hopes for her tax policy to spur uh, growth in the mid to longer term. I mean, yes, it was mentioned before, uh, a plan will be presented on Thursday. Uh, this goes in the direction that uh, um, this help for consumers or for consumers uh, will be provided by allowing energy suppliers to take out um, government-backed loans in order to subsidize the bills uh, for consumers. But uh, in our view, um, kind of at the current stage, uh, this, this probably lacks uh, in terms of size. So, so the lack of convincing additional short-term measures is in our view rather uh, kind of a, a downside risk for shortening growth and in that sense does not really reduce headwinds on the pound. I mean, at least, yeah, the FX market reaction, uh, it was also mentioned since the announcement has 
have yeah been maybe cautiously optimistic but in general i mean we didn't see a huge uh, relief from the rally there was some slight appreciation but in our view this reaction uh was still kind of rather dull so uh, that's why we stick to our current uh, currently bearish uh, short-term outlook on the pound sterling um that sees little improvement of the exchange rate versus the euro and we would see or regard the potential uh, from uh, longer-term economic policies from the trust government rather as a potential beyond our forecast horizon. That's all from my side. Uh, back to you, Olivier. Many thanks, David. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you join us again soon. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.